1: My naughty ones, and welcome back to Dr. Zoe today. Tonight, I have with me my dear friend Angelo Garcia. Many of you may know him from when he was in the boy band Menudo with Ricky Martin, or the fact that he's an internet sensation singing all kinds of amazing songs. He's totally a pop star, so we're going to talk to him about that tonight. And recently, he was featured on Tosh.0. Oh. Welcome back to the show, Angelo.
2: Hey, what's up, Philly? How you doing?
1: I'm good. How are you? Before we get started, as usual, I want you to give out, you know, your best form of where people can keep up with you and check out your career.
2: Absolutely. Probably my most popular page is my Facebook page that you can look at. Facebook.com slash Angelo Garcia Cantante. Cantante means singer in Spanish. Mm-hmm. So that's spelled C A N T A N T E. And then my Instagram is ohms which is my name It's both That is spelled B-I-G-U-M-S. And then my Twitter, it's um, at Angelo Pop Music.
1: Awesome, awesome. Angelo, so this Tosh.0 segment that came out the night before last. <laughs> yeah. And it was the uh, season opener, too, which was so awesome. It was. It's hilarious. It was awesome. <laughs> How was... How was that like how was that exciting? Was it you know the airing the filming of it? What was he like? Tell me about it.
0: Oh
2: my God, it was fucking amazing It's <laughs> also in my element um it's I know I was born to do this. I mean they had scheduled like about um ten hours to record like the whole entire all the segments that we recorded um I guess because there's some people that, you know, take a little bit longer. I finished five hours before schedule. I was literally mailing every single segment that we were doing.
0: That's awesome. So we finished five minutes
2: early. I mean, it was fucking hilarious. I mean.
1: It was hilarious. It was so funny. Was there like a lot of scenes that were edited out that you were hoping were going to be on the show?
2: There was one scene that was edited up that was like, fuck, why didn't they put that in there? Um, the only thing that they didn't show was the Prince um, Adam scenes, where he's, like, dressed in, like, his lavender and pink. And, um, <laughs> and she's basically saying, um, Prince Adam, He-Man, we're not the same two people can't see. He's shirtless, I wear the pink shit, so stop saying we're the same He-Man and me. <laughs> oh,
1: my goodness. Angela, yeah, do you have me? So I- funny. I- I know you're calling in, and do you have me on speakerphone? Because I want to hear you better. Is there If you have me on speakerphone. I'm
2: going to – I have you on my headset, so let me take the headset off and let's see how it works. Because I
1: want everyone to hear you because we know your fans are dying to hear this interview. They love you so Uh, much. Can you hear me now? That is so much better. Thank you so all right, much. Cool. Oh, now we can hear your <laughs> sexy voice. Okay. Yay. All right, so when you met Tosh, how much did he know about the band you were in? Did he know a lot about Menudo?
2: He didn't. The weird thing is that I never knew until <laughs> a year ago because I started posting videos on Facebook, like I told you, because, you know, we talk all the time. Um, and remember I had told you that, like, about a year and a half ago when um, or even more, because I've had my Facebook page for, like, probably four years now. Yeah. So, for, like, the first three years, two and a half to three years that I had my page, my fan page was stuck at, like, 5,000 followers. It was not growing. It was stagnant. Nothing was going on. I was yeah. having a really difficult time connecting with, like, my fan base. And I couldn't understand it, and it was so perturbing to me because, um I come from, like, the biggest Latin-selling boy band in the history of music. So I was like, why aren't you when I was in my noodles supporting me as a soloist? So one day I had an epiphany, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start sharing, like, my vocal ability and my talent, and hopefully— that will entice people to join my page.
0: Yeah. So
2: I remember the first cover that I did was Jeremy by Pearl Jam. And um, actually, I had a hater, which was like criticizing me. And she's like, well, Oh, you should take that up because it really sucks. Um, and you're going to end up losing fan- um, your fans because of that. Within a week, my page had grown 20,000 people thanks to that cover.
1: What are you at now? What are you at now?
2: Um, I'm at almost a million.
1: That's awesome. That is so awesome. And you have so many diehard, loyal fans that love you so much. My soldiers. Yes, yes. And there's a couple of them that are just like, whenever you're on the show, they go crazy, and they love my show. And uh, Kristen, Tammy, <laughs> Tina. Yes. yeah, um, yeah. Is it Sandra? Wait, let me look, let me look. I got a question yeah, from this yeah. girl. There's another one. Yeah, Sandra. Many, are, they're, they're part they're of my glam squad. I
2: call yes, them my glam squad. Yes, some um, of them Kristen are so. Kristen is the glam squad leader. Yes. I came up with this like, as the page has grown. And she basically has my back. Anytime I any get my tragedies, which is the nickname I have for my haters, anytime yeah. my tragedies try to, like, talk shit or, like, start shit with me, I have, like, my glam squad and they, like, defend me and they yes. stick up for me. And yes. It feels amazing to know that you have people that believe in me and that love you so much to I the know. point that they're always there and they're always, like, don't mess with my boys. So
1: yeah. I feel and really
2: honored and I feel really humbled.
1: They have been amazing, you know, with me. And as they well.
2: love you. They <laughs> love you. So you have your, you have your fans from them too. Because yes, they love you.
1: they're so sweet, and I just appreciate them so much. And I see them defending you all the time, and I just think that that's amazing. And you know, no matter what we're doing, if we're, you know, blazing a trail and doing anything different out here, we're always gonna have haters. And haters are below us, and haters are gonna hate, and that's just the way it is. And it's just, and the reason I think it's why they're funny. Not
2: Successful. Yeah. The reason why they're not successful is only is because they're so fucking concerned about what everyone else is doing and so fucking concerned with trying to bring other people down yeah. that inadvertently they're spending all of their time doing that instead of mm-hmm. doing what they should be doing, which is focusing on their own fucking shit.
1: Exactly, and that's just and the
2: bottom line. Yeah, it's exa-
1: That's exactly true, and it just. And you know what? Um,
2: in my page, I had this guy. I'm not gonna say his name, but he's an old, like, gay guy who, for some reason, um seems to feel the need. He's been for the last year and a half bashing me on his page mm. and I've read some of the comments that they've said and I've had fans because he's posted my videos trying to criticize me and the idiot doesn't realize that what he's done is gotten people that are on his page to join me <laughs> on my <laughs> <arm and laughs> own So they're like sending screenshots of like all <laughs> this shit because clearly his life isn't interesting enough for him to stand on his own merit so he has to talk about me in order to get his page, you know, engaged. Right. So I remember him saying, and, like, a lot of the haters that want his page, oh, he's never going to go anywhere. He's never going to amount to anything. No one's ever going to call him to do anything. Needless to say, a year later, I'm, like, on Point oh, um, Yeah. um nationally syndicated programs had gone viral pretty much all over oh, the globe. definitely, definitely. press um, press and the news in London and the Daily Mirror, uh, all over, viral, all over the world. In Brazil you were in, in the Mexico, store. In after my show, Mm
1: -hmm. you we got so much press. I mean, as most of my listeners know, you came out here on Doctor Zoe today exclusively a few months back about Mm -hmm. being sexually abused and what you went through as a kid. And I know Tosh Mm -hmm. discussed that with you as well in the episode you were featured Uh in the other night. How has breaking the silence affected your life? Like has it given you a lot more courage?
0: Because well, I know,
1: Angelo, uh, Angelo, we got, I think it got picked up in like 300 different media outlets after you did the chat show. Sure. Yeah, that's with great. me. It yeah, it was awesome. You
2: know what? It was amazing to be able to open up to someone I trust like you. So yeah. that's number well, one.
1: Well, I love you. And, you, know what? I love you, so you know I love you so much. know I
2: adore you. you, you so. Yeah,
1: I love you so and, much. Um,
2: And me too. So it was amazing to be able to share that with you and with the world. And what it did for me was definitely enable me and empower me to use my bad experiences and my arduous periods in my life to empower other people to make them realize that life is – like a novel and although you may have some chapters in your novel the novel of your life that you're starring in that may be dark the most beautiful thing about life really is that life gives you another chance by giving you a new day every day in order for you to create new and beautiful chapters and that's what people need to realize don't live in the past don't dwell on the bad because tomorrow you can change it and fear your life and oh, design yeah. the life that you've always dreamed of
1: absolutely absolutely I always tell my clients and I always mm-hmm. tell everyone that adversity is the greatest launching pad for success and also in in conjunction with that usually mm-hmm. the greater the call on the person's life like the more people we're supposed to touch the greater the adversity mm-hmm. and I think it's really you know the universe preparing us for you know being able to touch other people's lives so I it's really
0: appreciate- true, I
2: totally, yeah. and the only way that you would be able to be that um, relatable is to have lived those things, That's because right. how else would you be able to stand for something
0: That's and right. to like,
2: stand for a cause and enable and inspire other people
0: Absolutely. if you haven't walked that path?
1: Yes, I agree. I agree. Mm -hmm. So here on the show, our new tagline is Pop Sexuality. So we used to be like real, raw, relevant information about love, sex, and relationships. And we took all that and we just were like, you know what, pop sexuality. I came up with it one day. I was like, this is fucking awesome. I love it. I'm not putting it out there until I get a trademark. So I paid my little $444 to get it trademarked, got it trademarked. So now we have our new tagline is Pop Sexuality. We want to be the ultimate resource for for people, you know, in connection for everyone. In we don't want to be, your... we
0: are. Yes, we yes, are. <laughs> yes.
1: And it's growing, like it's growing and growing and growing. We, you know, we had Big Daddy Kane on when I first started and we got over a million listeners on that. And then, you know, through the course of the show, it's only been on a little over a year. We've had over 2 million listeners. So basically what this means is anything going on in sex culture today. So with you mm-hmm. being a pop star yourself, I wanna ask you a couple mm-hmm. on a couple topics and just give me your uh, view on them, okay? All
2: right, let's do it.
1: Okay. So how old do you think is a good age for someone to lose their virginity?
2: Um I'm thinking eighteen just because at eighteen you're an adult. And by then, you should be prepared if you 're prepared enough to go into the real world and you 're prepared enough to pay your own bills and to be on your own, well, then you should be old enough to start experiment experimenting with sex. Anything younger than that, I would say the youngest is probably i mean I lost my virginity, and i won 't count like the sexual molestations and all that because that right. really wasn't you know i mean i 'll count when it was when I was ready, and I did it because. It was on my own. It was your choice. Yeah, it was my choice. I was 15, and I even thought that was too young because it was more like the boys I was hanging with were, like, pressuring me to – to lose my virginity because they were all. I've always ruled with like an older group. So when I was fifteen, all my friends were twenty-five.
0: Yeah. Um. So I was
2: um, like that
1: They too. were already
2: you know fucking left and right like Jack and I was still yeah. a kid, but I felt like kind of like pressured into it because I wanted to. I looked up to them. They were like yeah. my bigger brothers, so I wanted to. Feel like I was part of their group, and I wanted to feel like an adult. So, an adult yeah, not like I was pressured into it.
1: Exactly, peer pressure. So, yeah. I say eighteen. I say okay, 18. okay. Do you think that guys should give as much oral sex? And we're talking about a straight relationship. Do you think that guys in a straight relationship should give just as much oral as the females?
2: Absolutely, relationships are fifty-fifty, which makes a hundred, and. If she's sucking your dick, you better eat her pussies. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, now what about an in a gay I mean, relationship? What about in a gay relationship?
1: Do you, Do you think, think it should be? Yeah. Do you think it should be 50-50 in a gay relationship?
2: Absolutely. I don't feel right. like there should be rules in sex. I feel that it should be reciprocal, and I feel that it should be a given take. of right. I'm giving you pleasure, and I desire also. It should be about I want to give you pleasure and I desire for you to give it to me. So it should be as pleasurable for you to receive a blowjob as much as giving it. That's the way I feel. Exactly. And if you're not into the person, you're not going to want to, you know, eat their pussy or suck their dick. That's just bottom line.
0: But if you're really into the person and they
2: really turn you on and they push all those right buttons and get you, like, hot and horny, Mm-hmm. you're going to want to, like, eat their pussy or suck their dick. That's just, like, of the course. bottom line. That's just it's reality. Like, it's
1: like a art form. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, mm. yeah, definitely. I mean, there's
2: nothing better than knowing that you're doing something wild. And if you're not desiring that, well, then there's something wrong with your relationships.
1: Exactly. I agree 100%, definitely. Yeah. Okay, what do you think about orgies?
2: Orgies, I feel I've been in maybe... Three Um Damn, Angelo, I, was, I
1: didn't even know that.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, so ass? this is
1: this is uh, a while ago. This isn't like the new, I've looked under my <laughs> hood, Angelo. This is like a while back.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's been a while. Um, I don't wonder I'm surprised we haven't talked about this. I feel like when you're single, all rules about anything is out the door. If you want to experience right. sexuality and you want to play and you want to you know, uncover and discover things.
0: All right, it's okay. Uncover to have and discover. An orgy. That sounds like a But when, like you're, a a right? <laughs> but when you're in a it, relationship, right? Sing it, baby. Sing
1: it.
2: Sing uncover
1: and discover.
2: <laughs> uncover and discover. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. Okay, so back to orgies.
2: Oh, yeah. So um, so I feel like um when you're single. Why not explore? I mean, I wasn't in like hundred words or anything like that. It was like five songs and like six songs. And well, there was one, I'm not going to lie. And, and, England that I stumbled yes. upon on an accident, and it was, like ten, it was like 10 people. And sorry, i
0: really sorry, would you
1: mind sucking my cock? <laughs> 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 no, like for real, I'm going to invite some friends over because you're so amazing. Did you act like an English <laughs> dude, or were you like not, like, it was just something that happened by accident. What do you mean? You, you have to give me a little bit of the juice. I
2: was story. on a, um, I was on a a site just talking to like guys and girls and it was like a not a sex site but like a chat site this was years ago Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: I was talking to this chick and she was like oh you want to come over and when I got over I thought it was just going to be like me and her and when I got over it was like a bunch of people and I was like oh my god what am I going to do and And then I looked, and everyone looked like Greek god and goddesses. So I was like, you know what? There's like the chance of a lifetime. I'm never going to get the opportunity to be around so many attractive people all at once that want to have fun. So I was like, you know what? I was a little bit, like, nervous in the beginning. But then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. It's like, like, isn't that I'm single. I am, you know, young. I'm attractive. It's like, why not? Let's go for it. And five hours later?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Five hours later, your balls would drain.
0: Exactly.
1: It took a while, but you got it out of your system. But my whole
2: view, and you know this very well, is yeah. And I'm sure you had
1: a you had a lot of good. But when you're you're, in a
2: relationship, I'm a firm believer. When you're in a relationship, you should respect your partner. I don't, for myself, believe that open relationships work. However, I feel every relationship is like a thumbprint, and it's exclusive to that relationship. Absolutely. And I feel that there are people that like open relationship, and it works for them. And there's other people that don't. Me, in personal, I, when I'm in a relationship, I like to um, know that that person's my person, and that no one else is fucking them, and that no one else is, you know, getting pleasure from them. It's like that's right. mine. I'm very jealous when it comes to that.
1: Yeah, I'm the same way. Like, we've talked about this mm-hmm. a lot on the show, too. Like, that's where the Latino,
2: my yeah. Latino, like, blood comes out.
1: My um, Greek
0: blood when. comes
1: out. <laughs> yeah, because
0: it's my like Greek we're romantic and <laughs> we're yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh,
1: yeah, and it's just like, you know, I want to know, and that's why, like, it's so important to me. For you know, to be in a sexually monogamous relationship because I'm such a freak. I want to be covered and smothered and drink and enjoy my partner's come. So I need Mm -hmm. to know that I'm safe within the boundaries of our our relationship. And, you know, why would I want to see the person that I'm connected to and I love with somebody else? So, but Mm -hmm. I also agree with you. And I say that we're like snowflakes or fingerprints here on the show all the time. And Mm -hmm. I want to, um, support everyone who is swingers or they are, you know, in open relationships and stuff like that because it is their choice. And that's what it's And about. who are we
2: to judge? It's like yeah. only because something doesn't work for us doesn't mean that we should look down on it. We exactly. We should accept that it's diversity, accept that different folks, different Yes. And just if it makes you happy, you're not hurting anyone, you're not raping any children in the process, then you know what? Go for it. If that makes you happy, who am I to tell you that that's not the correct way to live your life? It's your life. Live Absolutely. it and design it as you please.
1: Absolutely. We want you all listening to be completely authentically yourself. Okay. Yeah. How do you feel? Things have changed over the past decade in the uh-huh. gay community, in the gay community, mm-hmm. because you're bisexual, but you had a mm-hmm. gay relationship in the past, and, you yep. know, it's, it's something that you're very sexual, I'm very sexual, it's something that we've had, a, like, mm-hmm. probably 50% or more of my friends are gay, and so mm-hmm. it's something that you and I have seen, just mm-hmm. the, I mean, there's been a total transformation. How do you feel things have changed in the gay community?
2: Well, I feel that gays are now acclimated into society, they're not outsiders anymore, so with that, you see, like, I feel like the true colors of, like, people come out once they're acclimated into normalcy, so it's, like, now gay isn't as much of an issue as it was before, so now you see, like, things like, I'll give you a perfect example, um, remember I had told you, we had talked about it, like I identified as gay for a period of my life because I was in a four-year relationship with a man and we were engaged and blah, 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 blah. And I explained to you that story. But when that relationship ended, I decided why limit myself and I'll date women again. Like I used to and I'll date men and I'll, you know, find my right partner regardless of what sex they are. I don't want to choose. I want to be able to just be open to love and not, and say oh it's a woman and it's a man I'm um, you know even I'll
0: even, it's just, I'll it's just even take that
1: yeah I'll even take that a step further for myself I think that within myself just growing as an individual and evolving as an mm-hmm. individual it's not only the sex of the person but the color creed religion like race oh
0: yeah absolutely like,
1: I mean I'm so like I see beauty in everyone it could be a female yes. Latina, beautiful girl it could be a mixed girl it could be a black guy. It could be a white guy. It could be a... I don't have a type. I don't have a type at all. And I love that I'm like that because not just sexually or in a relationship-wise, I can connect with people all different mm-hmm. kinds of people. And so I have very, very close friends that are African American. I have very, very close friends that are gay. I have it's mm-hmm. it's just like I love diversity. But it's not of an issue. Types.
2: It's like you don't look no. at race or like sexuality. That's not an issue. You're a human being. I'm looking yeah. beyond those things because I don't see that. It's like I'm blind to your sex and I'm blind to your race because what I'm exactly. looking at is the quality of your humanity. Exactly. So going back to what I was telling you So when I decided to identify as bisexual Because it's what I am I mean I sleep with men and I sleep with women What does that label you as If you're going to look at what society looks for as That access bisexuality So when I started identifying as bisexuality again As bisexual again Because several reports had come out Like When I came out um, The advocate picked it up and other things So um, there were some guys that are gay that were on my page and were saying that I was an embarrassment to the gay community because now I was identifying as bisexual and were like totally bashing me and bullying me on my page mm. because I identify as bisexual and I was like, well, and I explained, you know, the way that I feel, but I guess that wasn't good enough for them because I guess in their eyes they want me to be gay. And it's just yeah. the fact that I'm open to... Being able to be with a man or with a woman, so it's really unfortunate that within the own community there's discrimination. I feel that bisexuality is looked down upon in the gay community
1: because they feel like like you're confused. Well, they feel like you need to make a choice
2: own
1: it's only because of their own convictions. It's the same thing if you were to have me have a discussion with the evangelical Christian. So in other words, mm-hmm. I know Christianity. I grew up in Christianity. Mm-hmm. I know the Bible, yeah. front and back. Uh-huh. And I can Thanks have an intelligent conversation with them Because I understand, and I've been there, but I don't agree with everything that they uh, believe in, because there's Mm -hmm. 38 different denominations of Christianity within itself. So in other words, Mm -hmm. there's... There's so many different people in their definition of bisexual or gay or this or that. What's interesting to me, Angelo, is the gay community doesn't even accept a lot of trans people. What do you
2: oh, feel? Oh, now is when the trans yeah. people are starting
0: to <laughs> So, And you I know, have
2: with, to say things to Caitlyn Jenner that a yeah, lot of things yeah. Bad.
0: How do you, you know feel about
2: her impact? And, and,
1: what do you feel really, personally? I'm what's your so What's your Yeah. What do you feel about her impact on the trans community? I'm
2: prou- I'm so proud of her, and yes. I feel that it took a lot of courage to me. She's a hero, and to me, oh, she's somebody that struggled for decades with imagine keeping that bottled up for how mm-hmm. since she was 10, so she's in her 60s now, right? Or late 50s, mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. So imagine holding that in for 50 years of your life within yourself knowing that you feel like you're trapped in, like, the wrong body. And it's, like, yeah. finally, it's like the quirk was, like, exploded and she had to be her authentic self I feel it takes a lot of courage to do that and I feel that it's amazing that somebody that was an Olympic gold medalist and was Mm -hmm. the best athlete in the world at one point in her life it shows that it's um something that it's not exclusive to the um the feminine gaze or the gaze that um are you know considered to be bam, it's like because Bruce Jenner at in the kiss peak of his Olympic career was a, a guy's guy, you know I mean? Yeah,
1: I I think also and I think this is really important to talk about, is that I think a lot of people feel that trans were more in um like the drag queen um underground, you know, world or they were more mm-hmm. in the sex workers world or they were more mm-hmm. like some freak on, you know, crisis Well it's unfortunate The
2: reason why a lot the reason why a lot of trans <laughs> people go into sex work is because they can't of get the bigotry um, yeah. the and they don 't have another choice and it 's because they try to um um acclimate to society and society shuns them and rejects them and at one point you need to eat and you need to pay your bills and you need to survive and if you can't get a job in X, Y, or Z and your only choice is using your sex to like make money I can't blame someone that has tried and exhausted every other resource that they have possible in order to live a life that doesn't include sex work in it Right. And has not been able to accomplish that that goes into sex work because they don't have another choice.
1: I think what's awesome I can't judge now. That. Yeah, what's awesome now in pop sexuality and what's going on right now with mm-hmm. you know, Caitlin opening up the door, now TLC is mm-hmm. doing the show. I don't know if you've seen it or not. It's a yes. transgender jazz. And jazz yeah. and I need to get her here on the show, but here she mm-hmm. is, a ninth grader was born a ma- male, and then, mm-hmm. you know, and it shows her family, and it's so authentic, and it's so, such a real. Well, what her... about Brad
2: and Angelina with um John, with little John, which used to be yeah. Silo?
0: Yeah. I, I mean, mean, I feel
2: that it's amazing that yeah. they're supportive and that they're allowing them, because they say that your sexuality, you know, like whether you identify as a male or a female, based on psychology and based on mixed like, studies, by age four, you know,
1: so yeah, um, yeah absolutely. So it's absolutely. That are
2: supportive.
1: Yeah, their sexual pattern. I think it's really important that parents are supportive. That's another thing that's really cool about what we're doing here on Doctor Zoe today is we have parents who write in that have trans kids and how to deal with mm-hmm. it and stuff like that. So we encourage yeah. that. Okay, so with all of this stuff going on in pop sexuality, ah. what is your view on a marriage? What do you think about? You know now you know there's straight ma- now there's gay marriage which is awesome and we're so happy uh-huh. about that that that's allowed but think about just mm-hmm. the institution of marriage how do you feel about mm-hmm.
2: that? I feel that it could be a beautiful thing because it's a union and it um it's kind of a contract between two people saying that they commit to each other, and that should be taken seriously. I think it's a beautiful thing. And I feel that if you find the right person and you want to commit your entire life to them, that's a beautiful thing. However, I also feel that you really don't need a piece of paper in order to declare your love. But I do understand the reasons why marriage goes into a contract, because at the end, once you, like, fuse with your partner... I mean, your financial fuses, everything fuses. So there has to be a way to separate that if you guys ever separate. So I understand the concept and why it is that marriage is institutionalized in a way that it's almost like a contract. I understand why it is. But right. I also feel that you really don't need that in order to know that you were be willing to commit to someone. Right, so right. I, I,
1: I think if we just simply look at the numbers and the stats on marriage and we see what's going on in marriage, there is the, mm-hmm. it needs to be redefined. Something needs to happen mm-hmm. to where uh, couples are, you know, required to go through classes and they need to be together for so long. Something needs to So that's
2: to the divorce are doing. It's 51%. Yeah,
1: it's insane. It's, yeah. You know, I mean, that, that's a crapshoot. And so something right. needs to be redefined. And I also agree with you that you don't need to have a legal piece of paper to be committed and to be, you know, with someone and love someone. A lot of Absolutely. times people a lot of times people are together for years and then they get married and then they feel trapped because it's just a kind of human nature and then the relationship goes to shit. Or a lot of times people are married and they've been married and maybe they're happily married for a few years but then they start to feel trapped. And
2: then you know what it is? This is yeah. what it is. Yeah, it's, it's because People, it's really easy for people to be all fine and dandy and to be able to go through the good times. Because there's no problems and there's no real issues to, right. um, to tackle. However, once it gets real and once things start to, the dog chain is getting pulled tight, a lot of people aren't willing to put in the work that it takes to nurture and to keep that relationship happy and healthy. So they, it's easier to bail out. Mm-hmm. On something that's not working at the time right. instead of putting in the work, which goes back to a lot of people when relationships start. I mean, yeah. what is it? They're working. To make the other person fall in love with them, how are they doing that? They're buying them flowers, they're telling them sweet nothings, they're making sure that they take them to dinners, to movies, they're giving them that special attention that makes the person feel wanted and loved and, sex and appreciated. And the off the hook during that
1: time, too. And sex is amazing.
2: But what <laughs> yeah. happens 10 years down the line? 10 years down the line, people get lazy and complacent Exactly.
1: Exactly. To keep the
2: relationship fresh and to keep the relationship uh, interesting. I say
1: that. You could go back mm-hmm. five years on my mm-hmm. stuff, and I always say, keep it fresh, keep it fresh. You know what's crazy to me, though? So we're talking about pop sexuality and yeah. what's happening in modern-day society. But, like, mm-hmm. my great-grandparents were straight from Greece, and they had an mm-hmm. arranged marriage. And, you know, he died when he was, like, I think in 93 or 94, and she died three months later of a broken heart at, like, mm-hmm. 91. because they were together constantly. Well, she didn't love him. She loved someone else. She didn't want to marry him, but they had an arranged marriage. And you know what she taught me when I was a little girl? They
0: learned to love love. each other.
1: Exactly. And love is a choice every morning when you wake up. If you guys, you know, listening, if you're in a fresh relationship, a new relationship, and you're fucking, and it's amazing, and the endorphins are going, and the pheromones are going, Mm -hmm. and the passion is there, and it's so exciting. And when I was younger, I used to be like, I'm in love with love because those first three, 3 to 6 months of a relationship were like the most on fire thing it was amazing you're on a high
2: yes
1: now my goal later in life is to find that feeling every single day with someone you know that feels it last really? with but it's a choice but it's a choice What's Absolute all that What's you know what else? angelo you angelo tell me the truth social. when you're when you're with somebody once you have fucked everywhere there is to fuck once you've had all these organs together, if you don't both realize and are intelligent enough to know that you're going to evolve, you're going to change. you have to keep it fresh and it becomes stale and boring. then you know I mean people don't understand that once they mm-hmm. hit a certain point, they have to do something to shake it up and to keep it spicy exactly. What do you think and about
2: you know that? what i I totally agree with that. I feel like you should always because it goes back down to making an effort. And the problem is is that once you're in a relationship long enough, you already feel secure enough, oh, this person's my person, so you stop making that effort that you used to meet when the relationship was fresh, and that's what it all boils down to. Another thing that has gone on in modern society is that we've become socially inept, because now, to where it's before, in order to meet people, you have to either go to the library, or go to the gym, or go to a bar, and. Absolutely, yeah. socialize and in look at people in the yeah. eyes and talk to them now we have Tinder and we have Grindr and we have all these things <laughs> you know, where it's like people don't even socialize anymore it's more like oh you're hot oh do you want to come over and fuck and it's kind of like
0: it's so gross though <laughs> like yeah. wh- how do
1: you just Just come over and fuck I don't know who you fucked I don't know who you've been with I don't know where your dick has been I don't know whose dick you're Where it's been or where you've been But come over and fuck Like how ridiculous is that Do you guys even
2: I mean do people, people
1: Angelo do people even like give a fuck About how many sexually transmitted diseases Are out there
2: I think that it takes away people caring Because they're Taking away the process of getting to know someone and basically just looking at whether they're hot or not and what they can get out of them sexually and then they move on to the next best thing. Right. So, basically, people aren't putting in the time or the effort, going back to what I said again, effort. Right. To get to know someone.
1: Communication.
2: So they're just um, jumping straight into, oh, you're hot, and then going from that, oh, I'm sexually attracted to them, so let's have sex. It's taking away the whole process of getting to know someone. So you're basically not allowing yourself to connect with that person on a personal level, which is making it impersonal. And it's making it all about an act instead of about actually getting to know someone as a human
1: being. Right, I agree with you, and I'm glad you brought up the Tinder and the Grindr
2: apps and the hookup apps. And I don't have any of that shit on my phone. It's like <laughs> because, ever asked me. Yeah. Um, like, I don't go on that shit. I'm not interested in those. It's really trashy people, and yeah. I'm not going to say everyone because I will not generalize. That's not fair. Right. Unfortunately, though, when you go on these um sites where it's supposed to be social it's actually about sex and
1: right, you know what
2: sex is easy the hard part is actually putting the effort and that's the like keyword of the day effort to actually get to know someone
1: So I always say communication is key. So part of the effort is communicating and getting to know the person and talking Mm -hmm. about sex too, like what are your likes, what are your dislikes, how far can we go, what are the boundaries, you know, things like that. And I think if people would communicate before they get into relationships, there would be a lot less divorce and there would be a lot less problems. Uh So I have a question for you. If you were to ever have a kid, If you were to ever have a kid in modern day right now, and Uh, let's say your kid is, you know, getting to that point, the age, maybe he's 15 or 16 years old, what would you say to him about having, say, sex?
2: I would encourage it. I mean, they're going to do it anyway. It's kind of like telling your kid not to have sex just like telling them, I bought a bunch of Oreos and I put them in the cookie (laughs) jar over the refrigerator, (laughs) and don't you dare... Go there and take any Oreos. What well, is it's going to be the minute that you turn your back, they're going to go and put their hand that the many Oreos as possible that they think you're not going to notice.
0: <laughs> and then
2: they're going to put the jar right back where it is. So I don't believe in that bullshit. It's right. like I'm the type of person I'm like, if you're going to have sex, let me educate you and explain exactly. to you how it is that the most intelligent manner to do that is in order so that you don't get the girl that you're with or the guy that you're having sex with doesn't get you pregnant. That's a lot more, yeah. I would worry more about that or my child catching an STD than me right. trying to act like if this doesn't exist and it's taboo and it's wrong and it's unholy and, you know, make them feel like it's and through, which is going to encourage them to be curious and to want to do it. Because what do they see about curiosity? Curiosity prove the cat. Well, curiosity is going to get your daughter pregnant or it's going to get your son to get the girl pregnant.
0: Exactly. So, or it's going to
2: get
1: them
2: an STD, or it's going to get them, yeah, Editate. it's, yeah, something is going to happen. I mean, look, those is perfect example, really. In Europe, sex, sexuality, when you, like, buy, like, the 16 magazine or the Bob magazine, the teen magazines, okay. in the back of any of those magazines, there's a segment about sex, and the boy and the girl are completely naked in the photo, but naked penis and vaginas out to play. But the way that it's done is in the educational way. That's so they're good. teaching steps, and they're making sex look very natural. They're not making it taboo. The pregnancy rate in the teens in Europe is – it's an all-time low. So whereas in the U.S., we make it taboo, and we make it feel like it's unholy, and we make it feel that it's wrong. Teen pregnancy here is a problem.
1: Insane! It's more than a problem. It's insane. It's crazy. It's so, it's so bad. And that's why, you know, I always say that this show is 18 and up because we cuss a lot, and I mm-hmm. have to say it's 18 and up. But we've run the demographics, and I have, you mm-hmm. know, 15, 16 year old kids listening. So we want yeah, to answer yeah. your question. And we know you need to write in anonymous, but we're going to answer your questions and things like that. Mm -hmm. And speaking of that, when we come back, we're going to answer your questions with Angelo Garcia.
2: Dr. Zoe has been a successful entrepreneur, philanthropist, and the confidential coach to celebrities, leaders in business, religion, and sports for over a decade. Take advantage and submit your questions on love, sex, and relationships via the Dr. Zoe Today app drzoetoday.com or simply hashtag Ask Dr. Zoe on Twitter. Be sure to tune in every week to hear your questions answered by Dr. Zoe and her guests. Your connection for pop sexuality.
1: Hi, Angelo. Let's see here. Megan Roden. I know Angelo Garcia says that he's bisexual, but I'm wondering if he's more on the gay side and if he's single.
2: I'm totally 50-50 when it comes to that, because once you close your eyes and the person has their hands on you and if they know what they're doing, it's going to get hard. That's just the bottom line.
1: <laughs> 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 okay. And the second part of the question, Are you single?
2: I am single. I've been single for three years now, and I've been celibate for almost two years because, as we talked about, Zillian, I made a choice in my life that I'm not going to give my body to anyone again until I find that person that makes me feel special and that makes me feel loved and that makes me feel like I'm, you know, that they're worthy of having my body. So I'm being a lot more selective now because I do want to find that life partner and I do want to find someone that is going to commit to me and love me forever, so... I took sex off of the table for now. I'm not going to say forever um, because I'm actually trying to get to know the person before I decide to jump into sex because sex complicates things. And sometimes even if the person's not right for you and the sex is good, you're willing to put up with bullshit because of stuff like that. And I don't want that to be a determining factor of whether I stay with someone or not.
1: That's awesome. That's really good. Okay. Does yeah. Angelo Bryan wrote in? He put. Does Angela have more intense orgasms when he's with a guy, a girl, or better yet, himself?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like this question. I think it's
1: a good
2: question. That's a good question. You know what? It's. I can't really. I feel like if the. If your part going back to what I said again, if your partner knows what they're doing, you're going to have an intense orgasm. Mm-hmm. And I feel that you can't really put sex into it more than does your partner know what they're doing means. Right. And actually, you're right. Um, some of the best orgasms that I've ever had has been me, self, you know, giving myself pleasure. So. I Absolutely. can't really determine that. I just feel like I said, if your partner's good at what they do, you're gonna have an intense orgasm if they don't know what they're doing. Well then probably you're gonna have to coach them a little bit more and probably <laughs> the first few times you have sex with them it's not gonna be that great because you're in like teacher mode, but it can Yeah.
1: Be if you're a really sexual person, it's hard to be with someone who's not sexual. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I talk about the freak level all the time. If you're eight, you can't be with a oh, three. Yeah. It's really hard because even if you're in coach mode and you try to teach him, which I've been there before, and then it's like, you know, it's it can. It, it kinda, can be
2: fun, though. It could yeah, be fun. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, whatever, at first. But then it gets, it gets kind of old. Okay, Mitch, for me anyway. Okay, Mitch wrote in, he put, does Angelo like to be choked during sex?
2: Mitch
0: no. has probably
1: noticed that you wear, like, I think in, like, Delusions of Grandeur video, you're wearing, like, a choker, and you wear... I'm wearing you wear that wear right one right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, you wear chokers a lot, so that's probably why he's thinking that. Doesn't the guy, like, pull the choker in that, or what am I thinking of? Well, I, I
2: know like I've it. seen I an like image of be- you. Yeah, I, I like it because it looks edgy and it's, you know, fun, but... I really don't like for sex. I really don't like to like Be suffocation choked. or anything. Yeah. I don't like okay, that. Good. I don't good. like. There's yeah, his
0: answer. No,
1: okay, good. Next mm-hmm. question. Marissa wrote in, how many long-term relationships have, has Angelo had and why did they end?
0: I've had
2: two serious relationships, one with a woman and one with the man. And, um, they both lasted about three years. That's like my cutoff with long-term relationships. For some reason, I have not been able to like break the three-year mark.
0: You will. And
2: and um, what was the other part of the question?
1: Um, how long did they last, and why did they no, end?
2: I answered that. Um. The first one, I was young. I mean, it was my high school sweetheart. So, I mean, we hadn't really explored our sexuality or other people. So, I feel that's why that one ended. And then the second one is because I was was trying to... The guy was an asshole who was trying to impose me being in, like, open relationships and have three ways and, like, get involved in orgies and have, like, you know, this, like, wild, like, free, sexually free relationship, and that's not what I wanted. Like, I've stated many times in the past when I'm in a relationship, my person is my person, and I don't like sharing. I value monogamy more than I do Um, variety and are basically our um, core values weren't congruent
1: okay all right Sandra wrote in she put does angelo miss having a relationship like wake up sex
2: um right now I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm enjoying being single so much and plus there's so much going on with my music career right now that it would not be realistic for me to even attempt to put in the time which I don't have to like give myself to a relationship, it would be selfish for me to like, put someone through me not being able to be there for them right now. So knowing right. that, I actually don't miss being in a relationship because to be in a relationship, it takes nurturing and it takes time. And like I said, it takes putting in effort. And right. right now, I don't have the time to nurture and to put that effort because my I'm like right, right,
1: right. I feel exactly the same way. Like I feel the same way about but do I my miss
2: and do I miss yeah. snuggling and do I miss holding hands with like a partner and kissing and of course, I mean who doesn't? I love that and that's the things that make me feel enamored about being in a relationship. But do I feel that it's something that Realistic for me right now, right now it's not because you're my married career to your a, career
1: right now, right? I am, yeah. but
2: eventually I know that God's gonna open that door for me and I'm gonna find the right person and I'm gonna live happily ever after
0: <laughs> when
1: the time is right, you know. Okay, exactly. Scott wrote in, he put, Do you feel like the Ashley Madison users are getting what they deserve? So I'll let you answer that first. Are you familiar with it? Can what's you, going
2: on? what exactly they found, what can you explain? Give me the 411 on what happened there.
1: Okay, so basically Ashley Madison is a site that um, I is know that for, you
2: see. It's the shooting site. Yeah.
1: Right. And so what happened was hackers got into the site, and they threatened, I guess like a month ago, to release – I wrote a blog on it and stuff. Um, and we've talked about it on the show. Um, they threatened to release all of the people's identities, their credit cards, what their fetishes were, what their likes, dislikes, sexually uh-huh. were, what they were looking for. And they um, said, unless you take this site down, we're going to release this data, where there was like mm-hmm. millions and millions and millions of users. There's
0: <laughs> like
2: million What does that show, though, Zoe, about yes, what your society about is?
0: When a redefine. site like that
2: is so successful, clearly those people that are on those sites were not mm-hmm. ready for marriage. Which goes back yeah. to what you said. We should have like, stronger guidelines to allow yeah, people to be something... married. Because you know what? Mm-hmm. Love is not enough. At the end of the day, love isn't going to get you through the tough times and love isn't going to get you through making an effort. It needs to be more than that.
0: For me, and trust. For me, personally,
1: yes. if I could trust someone, that's almost equally as important to me as love. Because mm-hmm. trust, you know, is what I believe a, a true foundation is built on. And when you go to something like this, like, you know, I'm very thankful. Like, I've been very fortunate in my relationships. I was always the one that stepped away from them for whatever reason. Uh-huh. Okay, but Do you
0: know, I feel like they because... deserve that?
1: <laughs> What's that?
2: Like this question, do they? Do I feel like they
0: deserve, and that they getting what they Well, do you they, feel
1: what's happening is? No, is well, you is know that Their I information, like, their information is being put out there. So, like now, even people who are famous are, you know, hey, this person had an account on Ashley Madison. This person had an account on Ashley Madison, and they're being, mm-hmm. you know, somebody committed suicide. I don't feel that that's Tons
0: right. of, of divorces I don't feel that's
1: are right. happening. But what he's asking is, because they're cheaters, do you feel like they're getting what they deserve?
2: I feel like they'll get what they deserve once. You can fool some of the people some of the time, but you can't fool all of the people all of the time. If you're with a cheater and you're with them long-term, it's not rocket scientists. No one is that good of a liar. If someone's in a 10-year relationship where their partner's been cheating for eight years, the person that's getting cheated on already knows
1: hmm they're and just turning a blind eye to it. Absolutely. You know what I mean?
2: They're turning a blind eye to it. So do I, I feel agree. that they're getting what they deserve because they're on National Medicine? No, because nobody should have the right to be able to hack a site and put out personal information. I feel that getting what you deserve means it happening and your partner finding out serendipitously. That's right. getting what you deserve. A third person getting involved in hacking a site and putting out your personal information, that's just malicious. Mind I, your own fucking business. Stick your nose out of Don't get involved. If people want to do that to each their own, let them get caught on their own time. Let karma handle it. Exactly. Don't try to play the role of karma because that's not your job, nor are you worthy of that position.
1: Right. I I agree with you on that. I do believe that it should be um, whatever God or the universe decides to do and karma play a big whole, uh, a huge always, role in karma it. Karma always uh, wins. Yeah, it always does, and what goes it around comes does. around, and, and when yeah. people do anything like against me, I just sit back and I just let karma take care of it, I let God take care of it, I put it in God's hands, and yeah. I don't believe in a religious God, I believe in God of the universe, the sun, moon, stars, the, the
0: whole, energy. everything, yeah. the
1: energy that we call God, and I mm-hmm. completely, every single time... Every single time, I, I it always comes around to bite them in the ass. Okay, so but what I do believe about this and what it shows us again is mm-hmm. that something needs to happen, and I hope to be one of the trailblazers to redefine relationships. Yeah. because this it's is a reflection
2: very, of society yes. to have a site like Web, Ashley Madison and it blow up and be as successful as it is. Exactly. That's a society exactly. problem, and that's a core values
0: problem. Marriage
1: as we know it does not work. So we need to mm-hmm. redefine relationships somehow. Okay, Rick wrote in. He put, um, I, oh, this is a weird question. I have this thing where I want my wife to swallow every drop of my cum. She just told me in all seriousness, if I was to keep her doing this, then I will have to also swallow every drop of my own cum sometimes so I know how it feels. This feels really weird to me, but I don't want her to stop should I do it. (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, if you want her to keep swallowing your cum, and those are her rules, well then you better start swallowing. It's
1: good for your wife. <laughs> you know, I mean, not every not everybody is you know loves to drink cum and loves to swallow cum, and it goes back to so, like fire Exactly. You
2: know, so it's like, some of us love it. Like it. so much. Yeah. Some,
1: some of us love it. Some of us, us
2: don't. To that.
1: <laughs> yeah. And guys, like stay away from like acidity shit too when you want your woman or your Pineapple,
2: eat a lot of pineapple.
1: Yes, it makes pussy juice so sweet too. By the way, pineapple juice. And oysters, I
2: heard oysters.
1: Oysters is is an aphrodisiac. I don't know about making your cum or your pussy juice taste good. The pineapple juice definitely is a check, 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 and a lot of fruit and things like that. But Mm -hmm. um, oysters is an aphrodisiac. Black licorice is an aphrodisiac. That it's something that gets you horny. Yeah, it's something that gets you horny. If there's people listening out there right now, and maybe you're an older guy and you need, you want to do Viagra, but you're afraid of the side effects or you're too embarrassed to go. There's a a natural um, herb called. Royal maca, And also ladies, it helps with your period cramps and it'll help get you horny as well if your sex drive is low. It's called Royal maca, So check that out as well. That's an aphrodisiac as well. Okay, so Rick, yeah, I think that if you want her to keep going and you know, good for her that she's putting her foot down that she wants you to do something as well. You know, maybe it's <laughs> not her thing. Okay, Anonymous wrote in and said my boyfriend has called me by his ex names. Multi- we get this question a lot. Uh, my yeah. boyfriend has called me by my ex multiple times, usually when he's half asleep, and saying, I love you. We've been together six months. Should I be concerned? Hell yeah. Like that's, you know, a uh, red flag. Well,
2: we already know how okay. that feels. I mean, that's kind of like a Freudian slip. Clearly, if he's saying stuff like that, it's because in the back of his mind, he still has feelings for his ex. So we definitely address that because that's a red... At least for me, I don't know how you feel about it, Zoe, but for me, that's a red flag.
0: Oh my gosh,
1: total red flag. Like, first of all, I would never... Ever I like would if be that mad, ever happened to me like the sad. first time I'd be like, Bye, no, you're obviously not ready." Like that's never happened to me, but uh, maybe I've done it to guys before. To be honest, like I don't know. I might you know what? I've moaned in my sleep. Anyone and, like,
2: that does does that. To I've get had, <laughs>
1: to their I've, right had I've had guys yell at me because they like, "Who were you having sex with in your dream last night?" I heard you moaning, and I don't know. Like maybe like you know. If he's really seeing his ex's name, then he's not moved on from her. If he's moaning he her name not. in sleep, walk the fuck away and either Especially let him. It's when the
2: subconscious is doing it. When yes. the subconscious is doing it, yes. the subconscious has no like truth or lie. It's just the truth.
0: Exactly. There's no
2: lies in subconscious. What comes out? It's because it's, it's it's um it's um saved into your consciousness. So when you're unconscious and you're you know, breasting that, it's because that's the truth.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Tina wrote in and said, I haven't had sex in four years and I'm horny all the time. Is it normal to masturbate a couple times a day?
0: Absolutely. Yes.
2: I mean, if you're masturbating to the point where it's like you're not getting anything else done, well, then you better go to Sex Addicts Anonymous because that's not healthy. But if you're super horny and you're masturbating two and three times a day, it's fine. You know I mean? It's perfectly healthy. Everything in moderation as long as you're not masturbating all day to the point where it's you're calling in work because you'd rather be masturbating than earning a (laughs) living and it's affecting your bills and you're spending all your money on porn because you're so horny, well, then you have a problem. But if you don't (laughs) and you're you know, masturbating just to get the urge away, you know what? Go for it. It's like for you yourself all you want. <laughs>
1: exactly. Exactly. I agree a hundred percent. Masturbation is completely healthy for guys and girls and yeah. it you relieves know, the
0: stress.
2: It clears your yeah. mind. It's like working out. It's a exactly. different way to work. I mean, I'd rather masturbate and like work out at the gym than like do drugs or like get drunk. But like, different people deal with stress in different manners. Some people drink, some people do drugs. People shoot things and go hunting. I like to work out and I like to, you know, masturbate. So yeah,
1: I I think that it's huge. I can't. I yeah. cannot go to sleep unless I have some good orgasms. Sometimes it takes like three. Sometimes it takes like a multiple orgasms. And or I have to get that good one, you know, in before I can actually fall asleep because I'm busy all the time, so I'm overtired. But yeah, I I've had points in my life where I've been like, oh my gosh, I am masturbating way too much and. You know, is this a problem? So, you know, look at it. A couple times a day is completely normal, absolutely. Anonymous wrote in and put, there's a woman at work I've been fantasizing about for a year. She's literally a 10. I've come close to mustering up the courage to ask her out on many occasions, but I just found out she's transsexual. I'm not sure if I should still try to pursue her, but I am physically attracted to her. Any advice? I definitely would not let that play a role. If you're physically attracted to her... Yeah, I would, like, look at, like, just the It's a woman now. If
2: she's transsexual and she doesn't have a penis and you're attracted to women, woman, well, then that's a woman. So look at her as such. And just go for it. I mean, why limit yourself to connecting? the experience of connecting with an amazing person just because they were born a gender that you're not attracted to. They're the gender you're attracted to now. So take the hang-up of, oh, my God, they used to be a man out of your brain and look at them as what they are and try to connect with, like, the quality of the human being that they are
0: instead of allowing
2: yourself for superfluous hang-ups to get in the way of you allowing yourself to probably get to know an amazing human being.
1: Very well said, Angelo. Perfect advice. Tracy wrote in and put my boyfriend and I have had sex multiple times a day. Um, I've noticed my vagina has started to change. You don't know how many girls (laughs) talk to me about this. I I know how to do kegels because you talk about it all the time, Dr. Zoe, for my muscles, but do you have any other tips for taking care of your vag and preventing damage? Um, Yes. Um, it's funny. I was just talking to someone about That's this. That's like
2: today. your own world because I don't have a badge. Yeah. So yeah,
1: yeah. Are. Okay, oh. Tracy. So here's the deal. And I'm sure your name isn't really Tracy unless you're really crazy and use your real name. Um, yeah, you know what's funny is that I know girls that are like 19 and they've actually sent me pictures of their vaginas. Um, and, you know, maybe they're, you know, 18, 19, 20 to 22. And I see these pictures, and I'm like, oh no 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 no, (laughs) because there's meat curtains and there's stuff hanging, and it's just not good. So I think this is a big thing that like moms don't talk to their daughters about. And I think that yes, we talk about kegels a lot and how to tighten your muscles. And this is a really good point about the outside of your vagina, how to take care of it.
2: Number one. What about vaginal rejuvenation, Jill? Yeah,
1: vaginal rejuvenation. That's That's a surgery. That's extreme and it's a surgery, so let's try to prevent that, you know. Let's try to prevent that. So, Tracy, when you're having sex a lot and your boyfriend's gone or whatever – Ice your vagina. Yes, put ice on your vagina. When you get sore and all that kind of stuff, put ice on your vagina. And then let it air dry. Okay, you want to keep it clean. You want to clean your vagina from front to back. You don't want to go from your butt to your vag to your clit. You want to clean it from your clit to your vag to your butt. So keep that in mind. In between your ass and your vagina is this little crevice that, you know, a lot of times like bacteria, if you're having a lot of sex, get stuck in there. You need to clean that. Get a detachable shower head and clean that. If you feel dirty and you have to clean, just use water. Do not use any feminine douches, products. It washes away your natural juices, and it's not healthy for you. Only use water. If you're in the shower and use warm water to get it clean because you feel icky, Always do a cool rinse afterwards. It's good for your vag. Cool water rinse will prevent any bacteria from growing and things like that. Now, for the lips, as far as, like, if you're sore and things like that, definitely ice your vagina. Then get Spread Eagle somewhere. Have a fan blowing on it. Have, if you have a blow dryer that has a cool setting, blow that cool air on your vag and it will, healing will happen with the air, with the air getting to your vagina. Another key thing, only wear sexy panties when you're with your man and you know they're going to come off quick. Most sexy panties are lace or satin, things like that, silk. You do not want to be in those things all day long. Also, if you wear stockings to work or you wear stockings, try to get thigh highs so your vag can get as much air as possible. Find the cutest cotton panties you can because – or don't wear any panties at all. The more air your vagina gets – the better so that would be my advice for your vagina
0: okay let's
1: see what we got here um okay anonymous my husband is asking me to get my clit pierced i don't want to do it not because it will hurt but because i think it's trashy but he is my husband and i want to keep him happy what do you think i should do i don't have piercings like only in my ears what do you think angelo
0: so this is what, you. This is more your clip thing. clip pierced? Yeah. Uh, yeah you're I'm husband. Piercing. Well, husband you know what? Um,
2: it will definitely add, like, sensitivity down there. So if you're, you know, you just have to be careful with, like, getting clipped. Here's My sister used to have her clip pierced in. Um, She took it out because she would say that she would walk, like, down the street, like, in a dress, in a sundress or something. And if a breeze would hit her in the right way, she would, like, have orgasms. <laughs> so...
1: Oh my goodness. Oh, you have to be careful with that. That's pretty of, extreme. Yeah, it's
2: It makes it really that sensitive? sensitive. Well,. I'm not going to say everyone. Remember, everyone will react to it. It's just different. There's some people that I know. Like, when I got my nipples pierced, they actually, the sensitivity is about the same. So I'm not going to say that it made it better or it made it worse. It stayed the same. I've okay. had friends of mine got their nipples pierced, that it's like they weren't sensitive before. And it's like, wow, now they're super sensitive. And I've had friends get their nipples pierced that are like my nipples used to be so sensitive. And now they have a sensitive. Do you have any gone.
1: piercing on your cocker balls?
2: No, I, it's I won't fuck with that. You know, I mean, it's just not,
1: <laughs> I had uh, to ask because I know all your little fans
2: are wondering. So no yeah, piercing. No, I don't have a Prince Albert. Um, I just don't feel that. I feel like it would be intru- um obstruct, like, being able yeah. to use it. So, right. but the clit is different because the clit. It's like you know the way girls play with it. It's probably, you know, if you're open to adventure, I would say go for it. I mean, the worst
1: thing that can happen is that you don't like
0: it. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Go for it. But then I would say, but then I'm going to be completely fucking honest, and I'm going to say fuck that because what if the chances, (laughs) wait a second, what happens if you lose sensation or a nerve is hit or he takes Mm -hmm. you to some fucking trashy place and gets your clip pierced and, okay, yeah, it turns him on because... Of this little get a clip on. Find a clip on clip piercing or something because that's your clip. That's part of how you come and you don't want to fuck with that. So I would say no fucking way. Unless you really like are totally it's like love you know with and you want
0: to do it. Do adventurous.
1: Go get your clip pierced. Like I, I, I would say I if somebody
2: asked
1: if somebody asked me to get my clip pierced, I'd be like
0: Fuck you. <laughs> like, I like, Fuck you know what? I'm it's Noah. right.
2: You're right. Because yeah, you're like gambling like, no. with your pleasure. Yeah. You know what? Like you're gambling with your pleasure. I would yeah. say. You
0: know, Definitely. Yeah.
2: Definitely gambling like with your I look
1: of
2: it. Put the fake um, jewelry on so that he gets his like soft rock yeah. on the way that it looks. Because, really, with a guy, the only thing that a guy's gonna get off on is the way that the vagina looks with the clip pierced. So, right. get the fake jewelry you could put on it without really getting a pierce, exactly. he gets what he wants. You keep your p- pussy, you know, intact, and everyone's happy.
1: Get the belly, button. if you don't have your belly button pierced, get that pierced or something else. You know, find an alternative. Everything is communication and compromise in relationships. Okay, Angelo, that's all we have time for tonight. Go ahead and give out your information again, especially the Facebook page, because I want those almost oh, yeah. million
0: to and get up to a million. Can like, I say
2: one more thing um, yeah. before I give that? Um, I went viral in Latin America.
0: Which opened
2: the doors for me to record a Spanish album. So I got offered a deal to record a Spanish album. So I'm doing that right now, which is really exciting. The album's probably going to come out in November. And so that's, like, really good news for me. I'm super excited about that. I'm doing the music video for the first single. And um, the new single's coming out probably in the next 10 days. i the music video for it. Um, so I hope that you all support, you know, this new Spanish album. The album's going to be called El Huero, which is the nickname Latin America gave me once I started doing Spanish covers and it went viral in Latin Say America. Say it
1: again and spell it. Say it again. And El, Güero,
2: E-L-, El Wero E-L-W-E-R-O. That's my new nickname because Latin America, you know, gave me that. And um, that's going to be the name of the album, so please support it. And then, again, let me get my Facebook page. When you search me, um, go Facebook.com slash Angelo Garcia Cantante, which means singer in Spanish. So that's Cantante. spelled. Yeah, Cantante. exactly. C-A-N-T-A-N-T-E. Um, my Instagram is bigums, B-I-G-U-M-S, and my Twitter, at Angela Pop Music, and that's about it.
1: Awesome. And everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to Dr. Zoe today, and tune in next time for your connection to pop sexuality.
0: Bye.